InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. In the past decade, there's been a nationwide effort to get every 8th grader to take algebra. Is the plan working? One expert says, maybe not. Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey with a look. Roy? Thank you, Chris. We're joined by Tom Loveless, director of the Brown Center on Education Policy for the Brookings Institution, a Washington, D.C.-based think tank. Dr. Loveless, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, before we go into your report, maybe you can just lay the groundwork a bit here. Tell us about the Algebra for Everyone strategy that has been underway for, what, about a decade now? Yeah, it actually began in the 90s. It's been pushing the idea that algebra is a gateway subject. We know that, for instance, kids who go to college have typically had algebra in eighth grade. And so the logic that flows from that is why not make sure that all kids have algebra in eighth grade? And that should increase their chances then to attend college. The other part of that same argument is that kids who tend not to take algebra in eighth grade are very often children from disadvantaged backgrounds, from poor households or African-American or Hispanic kids. So taking aside the grade in which they're introduced to it, do you think algebra is for everyone? I think algebra is for everyone, yes. I'm persuaded by the evidence that in order to get a good-paying job, And by that, I don't mean necessarily a professional job either, but even a job today on an assembly line usually requires some knowledge of algebra, and employers assess whether or not potential employees know algebra before they give jobs. So, yes, I think algebra is for everyone, and I think everyone, certainly by the time they graduate from high school, can master a basic algebra course, but not by eighth grade. Let's get to the results of your study. You took a look at eighth graders, right? Yeah. How many are actually taking advanced math, and how are they doing? Well, what we did is we focused on the 10th percentile kids, the bottom 10th percent of kids nationally in eighth grade. And we found that about 120,000, 120,000 of them are enrolled in an advanced math class. These are kids who function approximately at the second grade level. They have extremely poor math skills. They have not mastered the basics of arithmetic, especially fractions, decimals, percents. And yet they are enrolled in an algebra class, a geometry class, or an algebra two class in eighth grade. That is stunning that kids who are functioning at a second grade level in math are being placed in advanced classes, algebra classes in eighth grade. What possesses, presumably, the school to place these kids in these classes? Is there some financial incentive, or why is this happening? No, it's not really a financial incentive. Sometimes it's just district policy. This was a policy, for instance, in Washington, D.C. in the late 90s that all kids would take algebra in the eighth grade, and that means all kids. It doesn't matter where they function. So part of the consequences or part of the implications of the study that we conducted is that there shouldn't be an age-based reason to place a kid into an algebra class. You're going to wind up misplacing students that way. Some kids may need algebra in seventh grade or even sixth grade if they're ready for it, but some kids are not ready for algebra in eighth grade. So it's a consequence of a policy that sweeps everyone in based on their age or their grade into one particular class without any regard for whether or not the students are prepared for that class. Our guest on InfoTrack is Tom Loveless, director of the Brown Center on Education Policy for the Brookings Institution, a Washington, D.C. think tank. And we're talking about algebra and eighth graders and why some of those lower-achieving students are having such a tough time. Tom, you touched on it a moment ago. There are some education researchers who say that it would certainly be wiser to introduce algebra at younger ages a little at a time 
rather than throwing kids in the deep end at eighth grade. What do you think of that? I don't have much sympathy, actually, for that argument. I mean, we don't really know whether that's true or not, that introducing tiny bits of algebra as you go from, say, first, second, third up to eighth grade, that that makes for better algebra students. We do have some evidence that those students who are best prepared for algebra are students who have mastered arithmetic. So really, my own preference would be that we focus in the early grades, in, in the primary grades, and in the elementary school grades, on kids getting to know arithmetic thoroughly. And that will provide the foundation for them transitioning to algebra. It's not a matter of starting them in algebra, you know, in kindergarten or anything like that, because most of the quote-unquote algebra that's taught in those primary grades really turns out to be very trivial and almost non-mathematical math. For instance, patterns, the teaching of patterns right now, which is very popular in the primary grades. You see it in all the elementary school textbooks. We honestly do not have any evidence that kids who master those sorts of pattern exercises become better algebra students. It doesn't really prepare them for algebra. It prepares them for pattern solving. And algebra really is something quite different. The kids who do well in algebra have a facility with numbers. They understand numbers. They have what we call number sense. And that's because they've worked with numbers for six, seven, eight years in a multitude of ways. And then they've mastered what can be done with numbers. And we call that arithmetic. Looking at things from a, a little broader perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, general math performance among 8th graders and younger is actually on the rise, actually improving, as opposed to these advanced classes. Yeah, NAEP scores have been going up for 8th graders in general, and yet the scores for the advanced classes have been going down. And that doesn't necessarily reflect on the quality of those advanced classes. I think it's because of the phenomenon that we document in the paper, and that is we're pushing more and more low-scoring kids into these algebra classes, and that's what's causing the scores to drop. It doesn't mean that the quality of those classes is declining. So what do you see as the solution for these low-achieving students who are being pushed into these classes? Obviously, not pushing them in as quickly, but what do you think would be the core to get them where they need to be? Well, what we recommended in the report was early intervention. So we need to identify kids who are struggling at mathematics at a much earlier age. If they get to the eighth grade and they uh, are five, six years behind in math, Placing them in an advanced math class isn't going to help them, so we need to identify them much earlier. We need to provide more time for them, Saturday programs, after-school programs. Math really has to be taken seriously, much more seriously than it is in the United States right now. We do it in reading. If a kid can't read by the end of fourth grade, we provide all kinds of extra time and tutoring for that student. But we don't do it in mathematics, and if we're going to be serious about everybody taking algebra and mastering an algebra course, then we need to have earlier intervention and we need to provide extra time for kids to prepare. And what kind of role should parents play in this in terms of encouraging their children in advanced math? Well, parents need to have high standards in math. The first thing parents could do is to stop saying to kids or to even stop thinking something that's common in the United States. Sometimes in the United States you'll be at a party and you'll hear a parent say, well, I was never good at math. And therefore, you know, my son or daughter isn't very good at math. And that's a way of kind of excusing mathematical illiteracy. We don't do that with reading. You never hear anyone at a cocktail party, for example, say, well, I'm illiterate. My son or daughter's illiterate. And that's just the way it goes. So the first thing parents can do is don't make excuses. Mathematics is learned through hard work. This is why other societies 
do a better job of getting kids to learn math. They work very hard, and if we have high standards for kids, make sure that they are learning the building blocks of mathematics, that they're learning arithmetic skills, not just playing games, not just solving puzzles and doing other kinds of activities that have crept into our mathematics curriculum, but doing real mathematics and with high standards that will prepare them. But hard work pays off. It really is a subject that can be learned through working at it. Tom, is there a place online where people can see your report or get more information? Yes. If you go on the Brookings Institution site, and that's brookings.edu, if you click Centers, you'll see the Brown Center on Education Policy, and we have a page dedicated to the report there. Well, thank you, Tom Loveless, Director of the Brown Center on Education Policy for the Brookings Institution, which is a Washington, D.C.-based think tank. Thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. All right, thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.